It's the Slightly Crap Film Podcast with me, Howell Roberts, and him, Ed Southall. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm perfectly reasonable, thanks, Al. How are you? You are perfectly reasonable. And all those people who say that you're not, I obviously, I just set them straight. Wow, it's <laughs> it, here we are again. It's another episode on buzzing. Are you? I am. I think we should. I think we should explain what just happened. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We recorded right. about two minutes. We're about two minutes in, and Hal just froze on my screen, and I was like, "Okay, do I keep talking?" And he was, and I froze on his screen, and he was like, "Do I keep talking?" And we were both terrified, and I've soiled myself, which is embarrassing. <laughs> But I'll I'll get around it. At least we're we're not in the same room, so it's, I can be, just carry on. To be honest, Ed, it's not the first time you've done that on Zoom. It's no. soil yourself. <laughs> uh, we've all been there, mate. Um, yeah, it, we had a we had an awkward moment, didn't we? As, as if we haven't got enough on. Flipping technology starts kicking in. You it's were frozen. Right, I, I, the sort of face you had frozen on my screen a minute ago. I should have screenshot it. <laughs> it was uh, the face of a desperate man being pursued. I did yours. <laughs> being pursued by a pack of hounds <laughs> over wasteland. Yeah, that was your face. Well, before before we got rudely interrupted by God. Yes. Um, <laughs> we were just describing what the podcast is and what it's about for new listeners. So yes. I'll hand over to you because your voice is more soothing than mine. Or grating, whatever. <laughs> um, well, no, I just thought it... I know that you've recently done, Ed, a Facebook promotion, which sounds a little bit like selling your soul to Satan in some pact so you can just get yourself ahead at uni yeah absolutely and just just in case anyone was worried about the dystopian future of technology uh, or you've watched any of these new documentaries that are all about how they know everything about you I can confirm it's true because (laughs) when I was setting up the advert it was literally just sort of saying to me what age range do you want uh, male or female what interests do you want them to have do you want them to have watched this program at 8pm on a Sunday for the last six weeks? Um, do you like people that wear yellow? It was all a oh bit God. down to the finest detail of creepiness. Yeah. So if it targeted you, mm. <laughs> I know that, so much. <laughs> that sounds awful, yeah. It's funny because those programmes, I've seen one of them advertised on Netflix, it's suddenly yeah. come up in the, because you have watched this you may like this so it's kind of like eating itself the whole concept you know I'm getting these recommendations based on the algorithms about algorithms um, and stuff I love when naive politicians and and journalists tweet out something they go I can't believe these adverts are on my browser it's horrendous and then people are like that advert's on your browser because that's what you were watching yesterday <laughs> that that hair removal I'm, I don't even need hair removal cream I just don't know why I keep seeing adverts for this sort of thing donkey porn where do I complain <laughs> <laughs> 
you, you mean went sign there. up you, w- <laughs> you went there you went there um, yeah so we've right. we've done a bit of Facebook advertising because we want obviously we're, we're looking to grow aren't we we're looking to we, we love our listeners who, and especially those listeners who like to get in touch but if you don't want to get in touch that's absolutely fine as well uh, we'd love you to recommend us to, to your film loving buddies as well because um, you Indeed. know we, we, we're just trying to get more people to listen in but having said that we're not that bothered we'll just crack on anyway won't we Ed absolutely well it's not stopped us before no it hasn't um, so you haven't actually explained the podcast no no it's, it's the slightly crap film podcast which you can interpret in two ways um, and you can find us on Twitter at you don't know do you? you don't I don't know, know it <laughs> oh no you're going to have to look at it up I no, think it must be slightly crap podcast it yeah, is it will remember. be it will be because it was too long to put slightly quite crap if you just google <laughs> slightly crap me and you come up we come up straight away you don't even have to put podcast it's just like no. oh god them <laughs> <laughs> um, and we talk yeah. about our favourite films that we that are not particularly well received um, but are well received by us um, yeah we, 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 I, we, you know we what like I have movies. got it wrong have you? It's, it's crap film podcast. Crap film That's podcast. Crap crap film podcast. It's easy to remember. You can, that you can now. tell we've memorised it. Yeah, we, we're, we're all about building an audience. Slightly uh, crap podcast is being inundated now with tweets. Yeah. I going, feel sorry oh, for them. Get off! Get off my podcast! <laughs> <laughs> now the thing is, well, we we talk about films we like. We talk about films that perhaps aren't liked aren't loved but we'll always try and find something good in them apart from the ones that Ed gets sulky with and that he doesn't see all of he, he, he just switches them off I can't remember yeah. which one that was just recently was it Navy Seals oh he it just, was I got with Charlie Sheen and I was like life's too short yeah, I, don't, I don't need this <laughs> I don't need this in my life I've got a film about donkeys I need to watch <laughs> Charles Sheen stop it stop it Chuck <laughs> I've chucked you off my streaming service yeah so we talk about films and then we will talk about other stuff as well but it's mainly about films and we do we never forget to be honest with you that we've never been in a film and you know and we, if, we, if yeah. Ed and I set out to make a film we can guarantee that we'd be talking about it a few months later and putting it straight into the slightly crap slightly crap category no, the other thing I that think does it would happen, be in the absolutely crap it that's would a different be. podcast that is a whole new one the other thing that we do do is is we do 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 the other thing we do do is we talk about films that we do love and that actually are brilliant as well so we just signpost those movies and we invite you dear listeners to just join in with us and join in you know work's busy isn't it everyone's got something else that they need to be doing but we'll do our best to get back in touch with you or give you a shout out on here um, as much as we can going forward but yeah we just want to create a community of people who love movies Big, small, shiny, not so shiny crap, movies. Slightly crap, Sl- crap, more crap, but not absolute <laughs> crap. We'll never go there. Uh, Ed's been, he didn't like what he saw, so he came back from the edge. <laughs> so do get in touch with us on the Crap Film Podcast, or you'll find us on Facebook as well. And you can drop, you can follow our more professional accounts. Do you have a professional mm. account, Ed, on Twitter? I do, I do. Is it Ed professional? Southall. Mm, is it though not really I just yeah that's more of a 
That's me, mathsy thing. So if yeah. you like maths, which would be a bit weird if you came here and like crap films and maths, unless you came here from the maths thing. Uh, I'm over there. And Hal, and, Hal, and Hal tweets from his professional account as Hal underscore Roberts. Yes, And I do. good luck spelling Hal. Yes, yeah, H-Y-W-E-L, and it's pronounced Howell like towel or bowel. Not Hewell. Not I had to sit for a meeting the other day where I was known as Hull. <laughs> and it was too late for me to say anything. You can't say out, can you? You can't Does say anyone out. say hi well? Oh no, I've, well, I get that all the time. To, don't get, I? to get hi well. No one means no one means wrong by it. You know, I, I, I get I it. I do. I, I did. <laughs> I just had an idea. Just making noise. <laughs> I just had a brainwave. I've just had a brainwave. Where I'm gonna tell. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about something that happened to me. Did a paperclip just appear on your computer and say, I think you're being insulted? Would you like some help? Would you like, do you remember that paperclip? I, I had it back in, well, it was the early 2000s, was it? Was it early 2000s? Yeah, I'd it have was. been on Maybe school early. computer at desktop in the school staff room, and I'd have been, I had a little dog on mine. A little dog used to bark at me when it wanted attention, and it'd give Thank me you. tips on my Word document. You could use italics here, it'd say, but it wouldn't say it. It'd just growl and tap the screen as if it lived inside the screen. I mean, how freaky is that? I'm just glad I didn't drink as much as I do now then because that would have just freaked... I'd have been trying... I'd been smashing up the screen to, to try and liberate the dog that were trapped inside or indeed the paperclip. It's like being on acid, I imagine. Just like seeing that paperclip talking to you and being... It's not just a paperclip, though, that were tapping on the screen. It was a chuffing helpful paperclip with mm. eyes I mean what's that about that is mental anyway how are you Ed I'm I, well I've stopped saying I'm really well because it's mm. it's it's bullshit <laughs> you're not kidding times are hard times are hard they and are, mate. I think they've manifested for me I try and just bury it all and, and crack yeah. on but the way it's manifesting is when people say oh how's things I just go not great <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just tell them the truth. This well, like, is, well, you know, global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to know? This is why that job at the UN didn't pan out for you, man. <laughs> part of the peacekeeper. Inspirational speaker available yeah. for bookings. <laughs> no, yeah, I've got you on my website as a perspirational speaker. He will come and sweat for your staff and colleagues about maths. Nobody does sweat better than me. <laughs> that's so awkward me, that makes me feel quite ill I thought I was having a bad time before we started this tonight <clears throat> yeah, yeah I'm, I, I, are you feeling a bit flat I am uh, yeah I'm just bloody fed up really of living at home for 24 hours a day and zooming all the time which is ironic because we're zooming right now but yeah, it's I, I need I need culture. I need to go see some shows. I need to drive to lots of places, see family. I, I'm ready now. I'm ready. Can we can yeah. we move on? Yeah, Let's just have vaccines or whatever and, and get it all. It's you know. it feels like you're trapped in this thing and no one's giving you the safe word. And yeah. everyone, <laughs> no, no one said like it's grapefruit. 
it's great fruit you can get out because <laughs> um, um, we watch movies for this podcast as well you're watching the movie and you're just like bastards outside and stuff <laughs> yeah outside on a beach with friends look at them close to each other drinking yeah. coffee it's it's weird Gits. isn't it because <laughs> but it's weird because you, you you can get yourself wrapped up because you know I, I've been through the phase of well I'm lucky to have a house and I'm lucky to have a garden I'm lucky to have the internet I've been I've been through all that I've felt all guilt I've done all that yeah. but now yeah. I'm not I'm not chuffing bothers <laughs> I've, I've got an house right I've got an house that's it so discuss. I'm not lucky everything I don't feel lucky I've got an house I've got stuff in it but I've yeah. seen all the stuff in it now is this, is just, this the equivalent of, of pandemic me time just, <laughs> just I've ranting. had too much pandemic me time me I'm sick of me son <laughs> yeah I'm not no, really. really I'm not really I've just I think sometimes though it's I don't know. Do you know this week I didn't have any. I'd, I'd, I've not had it. I've got some fixed working on Thursday and Friday, but I've had a lot of admin stuff. All I want to do, Ed, is write my book. And I've talked about it on other podcasts. It's, it's boring me. Not, not the book. Just the not the being podcast. able to sit and write it. I'm even telling film podcasts about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah. and people are going, "Oh, you'll have had plenty of time to write your book." So I just get a pen and I stab myself in the eye with it. Yeah, because yeah, I can't yeah. well, be bothered. People say to, explain. to me, well, including you, how people say to me, "How's the PhD going?" And I'm just like, "Right, we were friends. Oh, Ed. I want to kill you." Ed, sorry, <laughs> that's on my bullet point here. How's the PhD going, mate? <laughs> Brilliant. Really Insert brilliant. sound effect of tumbleweed. Like, oh, how many words have you got written now? Another seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did have 15, but seven of them weren't right. Yeah. So it's, it's just it's just keep going back most of the words are you need to write something about blah blah here yeah oh no dear is Insert it like that reference no it's yeah, not even like that I just haven't count, looked at it county lucky stars though you're so lucky Ed you're so lucky at being able to do a PhD Ed you're so yeah. privileged I am I also don't you, feel lucky you don't look it I like your jumper for the it's benefit right, of the it? listeners, it's it's as if it's got a print on it. It's as if he's an Aztec. He's like um, <laughs> it's a he's Christmas jumper. He's about to go sacrificing people he don't like. He's about to go and behead them on top of a sort of stone pyramid that he's constructed. That, that hurts. That hurts. Not as much as it hurt them who you're beheading, mate. That I tell me, you what, you cut me deep. Cut me real cut, deep. Cut, now, cut them to the quick. <laughs> <laughs> We did a horror special. It was mint, wasn't it? If you've not had a chance was, to listen great. back, honestly, I was driving, and I know it's not cool to laugh at your own stuff, but I was <laughs> laughing my head off because Ed did some magic tricks, right, listeners? Post editing. It, it's called it's called post editing, and what he does is he goes and puts noises on the on the podcast <laughs> that weren't there when we were recording it. It's You're like such an magic. Old man. It's like magic. He's such an old man, you cheeky kid. Where did those uh, sounds come from? I'm afraid. I will. I had to pull over. I had to pull over because I thought there was something that come loose on roof rack. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used the term roof rack for for ages. 
because we don't go anywhere anymore. I don't need roof rat. Roof rat, put no, it on indeed. bonfire with the rest of the useful stuff. Let's burn it all. <laughs> well, you need to think you're lucky to have a car and a roof rack. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> you all right, Hal? No, I'm fine, yeah. Just a You're bit not even dressed for this one. <laughs> I know. I think... I, I'm sorry. I've, I've just not... I'm dealing with Zoomans all the time. I just want a human. Yeah, you know I, I mean? get it. Yeah, right, I'm going to tell you about some... Have you have you watched any film? Films? Uh, it's going to say no. This is going to be the, the end of the podcast. No, yeah. I haven't. No, but I do want <laughs> to just... roll. Can I share... Yeah. Can I share this before we run out of time? Go on. Uh, I just want... Over the last sort of ten podcasts... Every so often, I just say like, "And we've been watching the X Files." <laughs> I've, been, I've been throwing that in, haven't I? Every podcast, regular listeners will know for about my, six episodes. I, we could do a drinking game. When you hear me mention the X Files, you, you just drink a pint in one of whatever drink you want. Yeah, I didn't mean that. If any of you were on the edge, don't mind the disclaimer there. I didn't mean it. All right, uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, we Have finished you the, the X Files. Yeah, we finished oh, our t- episode 237 <laughs> plus two movies. <laughs> we're, we're down the pan. We watched them, right? And it was brilliant. The whole experience was brilliant. There's a few duds in there, and if anyone wants to know the duds, I'll let them know because I've, I've. No, I haven't. I'll, I'll, if someone asks me, I'm going to have to go and check the titles. But there were a what, what few duds. To, what, what did you think to the Robert Patrick episodes? Brilliant. I just think he's Yeah, great. I really like those. Yeah. I, I've got a distinct memory of one of them where there's a little Indian guy. Or yeah, yeah. No, he's a disabled yeah. guy with, with oh, a, yeah. a trolley that he uses yeah. to, obviously, to kind of replace his yeah. legs. And yeah. just, you imagine this character who's obviously set up as a sinister supernatural thing anyway because it's the X-Files and you, and just like crawling along on the squeaky wheels and it's oh my god it's like it's 10 brilliant. years ago I watched that and I'm still yeah. terrified by it it's, it's a good there's a Robert Patrick did some really good uh, episodes he was a good character but for mm. the new when they rebooted it all a few, you know three or four years ago they made no mention of his character at all whether his, whereas his um, uh, female partner who's named Reyes she's called in the show mm. um, she she comes back as a character um, I imagine there were scheduling difficulties but Robert Patrick did, was did he really want too good, much money did he want too much money I doubt it back? you know I, I just doubt it because I can't imagine you'd turn it down um, Gillian Anderson though and I, I did do some reading up on it and, I, and she's brilliant Gillian Anderson a great act great actor and um, but she had a different her voice has changed as she's got older so in, in me, me and me each no, she's like um, Mulder's like going Scully do you think that we should be going to check this at the lab and she's like yes I think so <laughs> and he's like Scully you know what I think about the, the, the existence of extraterrestrials I know Mulder I know and then yeah it's quite me and my wife just sort of looked at each other across the sofa with raised eyebrows like and we, it was unsaid what, what had gone on but I later googled, googled it and apparently it was a big thing about something's happened to Scully's voice and so a listener might know what's going off I, I read a few things you know when you're reading through the internet and you're thinking I'm actually just there's nothing true that I'm reading here you no. know so I just ditched it and I've just watched I've just noticed she's playing Margaret Thatcher in 
the crown. Margaret. <laughs> well, as I, yeah, in this, this new reimagining of Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> it's like, and welcome, Mrs. Thatcher, Prime Minister. Aya, how are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, she is very good though. It's a bold, creative choice. It was a bold creative choice. She's brilliant though. They're all good in that actually. But I I want to see a sort of X Files Crown mashup. I want to see Peter Morgan, the writer of The Crown. I want to see him get a mashup with Chris Carter, creator and writer of The X Files. So we get some sort of. Well, I'm going all David Icke now. Maybe the royal family, some of them are infiltrated by space lizards. Are you telling me you won't watch that? I chuffing would, because if it's got X Files written on it, I'm watching it. it so that was like one it thing. Would fit this podcast, that's it, for sure. It would. It would. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I've watched, this is why I've not watched so many movies. The other thing I watched was um, a, a BBC show, which um, I'm a bit behind on, but I've, I've now got up to date in the space of a week and a bit. That's how good it is. I don't know if you've watched this ad, Line of Duty. Have you watched it, mate? Yeah, I watched it live like two Did years you? ago. Well, <laughs> Did you? It's good, isn't it? <laughs> we had the benefit of watching five episodes a night, going to bed at 2am and feeling Should like you? utter shite for a, for a week and a half, <laughs> like we'd been clubbing. Oh, my God. I went to, On that note, I went to the opticians this morning yeah. and he... And he uh, he said, "How are your eyes? Are they, uh, have you come to me for a particular reason?" I was like, oh, "That's like a veiled insult, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> so I don't want you here, piss off." Um, and I went, "Yeah, I feel like my eyes are getting a bit—I don't want to say blurry, more bleary. Like I just—they're yeah. knackered all the time, yeah. and I just wonder if it's because they're working too hard." And he did all his little tests and diagnoses, and he just went, "Your eyes haven't changed. You're just knackered." <laughs> Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, tweet us if like, you're knackered. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Drop us a message if you're knackered like me and Ed. I'm only knackered though because of Line of Duty, which I've got to say, it, it was just, uh, uh, it doesn't belong on this podcast because it was just chuffing brilliant, isn't it? It's just yeah, a great it's show. If you've not had a chance to watch it and, and you want something good, it's, it's good that. And if you want an antidote to chopping mal. <laughs> or make them die slowly. If you want, if you want an antidote or zombievers, hey, if you want an antidote or zombievers is brilliant. Go back and listen to that one. Yeah. Um, did you know he's Scottish? The the main guy in that. Yeah. Talking about putting voices on. Yeah, That's, he's good he's, at voices. He's an impressive yeah. non-Scot, isn't he? Martin Compton. Yeah, he's he's good yeah. at voices. But I tell you, what I love is Adrian Dunbar as Hastings. Oh, the, I love the him. Everything he's brilliant. He's brilliant, isn't he? And what a profile. Yeah. That man yeah. has got a profile. You know, if you saw his shadow walking towards you, you'd <laughs> spot him. He's massive, isn't he? And he's got a head that must be the... I've got a double bass in this room. It's about. It's just a bit bigger than my double bass, <laughs> his head. It's massive. But he's brilliant and mint and skill. And uh, to be honest, I was worried they were going to kill I'm sorry, him. How, can we just pause there for a minute? Mint and skill, you are... Did I go funny? Stuck, you're stuck in the wrong... Decade, I think. Mint and skill. <laughs> ah, breathe. All right. Um, right. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, we're gonna start a bit earlier, I think. Today, we, we yeah. don't normally crack into the uh, the slightly quite crap films until about 
40 minutes in I reckon maybe 35 yeah. but uh, we're going to do it early because the, there's lots to talk about yeah so are you ready are you ready for a jingle McJingle face oh just go for it love slightly quiet crap films <laughs> that is just it gets better it gets better every time that doesn't it it's just brilliant yeah. I added a trombone, but it didn't work, so I had to take it No, out. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Probably yeah, for well, the best. Well, it, it was better than the full orchestra that we had a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still experimenting. The recorder I'm, on its own just seems to work, to be honest. I'm worried I'm worried Adrian Dunbar's going to hear what I've said about the size of his head and come and kick me head in. Listen, he's not going to find this podcast. You're no, all right. Okay, all right. He's very he, good, though. He's he might... Good. He might Sniff it out. <laughs> someone, if there's someone going to sniff anything out, it's going to be him. So, what have you got to talk about then today? Right. Nice, well, crap. last last episode we talked about horror films, of course, mm. and I mentioned Frank and Zed that I wanted to watch, and I finally watched it. Oh yeah, but it was a bit tragic actually because it's not got a release yet. It's not on DVD. They haven't got a distributor. <laughs> so I had to stream it. They, they streamed it over Halloween weekend. Um, but because I've got three kids, it's quite hard for me to sit and watch a film all the way through. Yeah. And so I watched like the first half, and then I watched the next third, and then it cut me off and said, "You've had all, you've had all your streaming opportunities." So I haven't seen the last ten minutes, which is a bit distressing. You're kidding? Um, no. And I didn't. I didn't have the uh, the. I didn't want to contact the the people, the distributor, the, you know, the, the creators mm. of the film, and go, look, thanks ever so much, but I need more access because I missed the last ten minutes. I'm sure they would have been fine with it, but I just I was a bit embarrassed. Um, oh. So I can only talk about it up to the last ten minutes, and I know this isn't the horror special, even though I'm going to talk about another horror film. All right, okay. <laughs> um, all I'll say about Frank and Zed is it's it's brilliant it's brilliant for this podcast and I mean yeah. that in the nicest way as always it's yeah it, all it made me want to do is is watch an even bigger budget version of what they're doing because yeah. it's so innovative and funny um but you know like the dark crystal yeah like if someone did a horror film I mean that is kind of horrible um mm with that kind of budget it would be amazing yeah um, as it stands this one the, there's about three or four puppets that are really really detailed and really like amazing to look at and the technology that they've used to, to get it to work and stuff is just incredible the rest of the puppets are much much simpler yeah um, and it works uh, but it just it just left me like aching I was like oh I wish they were all like those ones um, and uh, I know that they won't listen to this and I feel bad for even saying it but the script in it is just bad <laughs> it's is it is it purposefully like that mate is it is it going for that camp kind of yeah, calling I mean, it, card it's certainly not yeah mm. it's certainly not taking itself seriously um, and the plot is is muddled and 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 too dense there's too much going on basically mm. um but I just think, oh, with a little bit more on the script, you'd, you'd want to watch it over and over and over again. Um, yeah. But it's just slightly, it's slightly quite crap, the script. Like, it just feels a bit studenty at play, in places. And you're just like, yeah. Uh, it w- like, you know, you know how Mark Komodo always says, uh, um, 
it's it's about what they don't say or what, it's just something like that it's, it's about yeah. what's implied rather than what's explicitly said yeah um, everything's explicitly said right um, like I am very angry now it's almost as, as kind of blatant as that so that, yeah. that, that was a little bit grating but but I, I I'm I feel awful criticizing it in any way because the way that it's taken seven years and it's only been like a small handful of people to make it's a kickstarted movie yeah and it is it's outstanding and it's groundbreaking for, mm. for what it is I mean the it it was a joy to watch it really was um but I'm, I'm going to put that aside and yeah. we, we kind of came up with a, a slightly odd theme that I know we're going to carry into next week because we want to give the audience a chance mm. to, to contribute um, but I stumbled across uh, for, for, I saw a cameo in a, in a film I was watching and I was like oh that's a that's a that's a Bond girl yeah and I thought oh what, as a theme we should look at Bond girls um, the actresses who played Bond girls and what they went on to do afterwards yeah so so that's going to be our theme like that we're going to yeah. throw out to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about one example in a minute, um, which was just slightly bizarre, and then and it'll lead me in a couple of directions about films with animals in from the 80s and 70s that are just. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad there's laws in places now that weren't in place. Is <laughs> my lead into that. Mm. Um, but I, I think we should emphasise on films after the Bond films because if you take someone like Honor Blackman, she she was already a superstar before she did mm. yeah. um, her Bond movie. Um, but it's more about afterwards because I think there's a bit of a myth about it ruining people's careers, and it kind of has done. For, well, not has. Some people have gone on to do some pretty slightly quite crap films, and some people have gone on to do some brilliant stuff. So mm. I don't think there's a pattern there necessarily. Um, but I stumbled across. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. I stumbled across a film with Ursula Andresen. Hmm. Am I pronouncing that right? I think, I think so, yeah. Um, who I'm sure everyone knows was in Doctor No and is probably the most famous Bond girl for the sort of coming out of the water scene in the bikini. Hmm. <clears throat> um, and she's in this film that I watched in the 70s which is you know an, a good at minimum 10 years after after the Doctor No film called Slave to the Cannibal God yeah and I believe you've seen have you seen this film mate um, you've seen as it. you know I like me old horrors and Slave of the Cannibal God is is one of them but I've seen I saw it as a younger lad many years ago it's been a, it's not yeah. something I rush back to watch not many cannibal movies need watching more than once they really don't and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while, uh, while it was start, I don't know if you did it when the film's opening I kind of go oh I wonder and then I start Wikipediaing, and then I try and get off it all and watch the film on mm. its own but those first five ten minutes I'm almost certainly checking details of who's who's in it and so on I don't want to go into too much detail but I'm just going to list a few of the films she did in the 70s so that people can get a feel for the way her movie career kind of went in, in certainly in that decade <laughs> so she did Slave of the Cannibal God right um, she did an anthology sex comedy called Tigers in Lipstick um, she did a film called The Loves and Times of Scaramouche um, she did one called Loaded Guns the sensuous nurse um, 
you kind of get a feel. Yeah, we, we know where this going is going. On in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was a beautiful lady, and I think uh, a lot of filmmakers wanted to make the most out of that. Yeah. So, <sighs> so she's in this film called uh, what did I call? It? What did I say? It's called Cannibal. It's Slave, Slave of the Cannibal God. of the Cannibal God, but it's known as some other. It's got some other titles because it's, it's got one of those, several names. Yeah, Italian. Uh, it's an Italian film, so it's obviously got an Italian title as well. Um, in the UK, it was called Prisoner of the Cannibal God. Yeah. yeah. In America, um, it might have been called that as well. Yeah, and. It's problematic to say the least. It's it's a slasher type. Well, video nasty is what people refer to it as, which is a genre I don't really go near with a barge pole. Um, but I did with this one just because I thought it's the seventies. How bad can it be? And I was kind of what piqued my interest is that it was banned in the UK and then released mm. many years later. Um, and I thought, oh, a banned film. That's kind of interesting. Um, it was banned until 2001 and you know what happened in 2001 to make them release this film I don't know and I'm not it was sure a it was a change of change at the top uh, the BFCC oh is that right yeah so a load of and films so just that, a whole load of films yeah, came out in 2001 a load of films that have been censored or cut or banned I mean I don't know this is on Prime isn't it this one you can get it from Prime I don't know if this will be a full yep. version it's quite hard to get um full versions of these films unless it's special yeah, so streaming you're watching a cut thing but that doesn't mean you're missing out on any artistic merit you might miss a monkey no, in a snake not. or something oh well I'm glad you said that because that's mm. the scene that was the most distressing by a land slide. oh was it all there did um, you see that then uh, you, I'm, I'm assuming it's scarred on your memory because you've just brought it oh, up. It's horrible, but it, you get it was a feature of those Italian films. Animal cruelty was a feature. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's why so, they were banned, so it's, it takes place in the jungle. Yeah, uh, in Sri Lanka, and um, Ursula Andress is, is part of a small group of people going out there for convoluted reasons to rescue someone, but they're not really going out to rescue them. And, um, and they come across a tribe of cannibals and all hell breaks loose basically and it's it, it's got its gross moments in terms of like fake gutsy cutting and eating I mean it's called cannibals whatever so of course yeah. it's going to eating people's organs and so on and I can cope with that because it's so obviously not real um, well I hope it's not real it looked pretty unconvincingly real yeah um, and you're just like, okay, this is a gross-out thing. I get it. That's what this movie's about. And there's your, your kind of obligatory scenes where she's partially nude or totally nude. And, mm. and those are a little bit kind of like, God, really? Um, <laughs> but you kind of expect that as well when you're going into it. But what I wasn't mm. expecting, but I guess I should have done based on what you've just said, is that the scenes where they've quite clearly just taken an animal and just live and just giving it to its natural predator mm. and then just filmed it getting hideously mauled or really slowly killed mm. and it's like it's like the worst possible moments of a David Attenborough film where you're just like oh I hate this but so much of this has been good and I feel like I have to watch it 
take all the good bits out of a David Attenborough film and just put the most distressing bit on like the walrus is falling off the cliff just have that on repeat mm-hmm. and see mm. what it does to your mental health mm. um, don't actually do that um, <laughs> and there's like three or four scenes like that and I was just mm. watching the, the scene I'm talking about that I know you know because you've mentioned it briefly already They, it's a little like uh, capuchin monkey or something and they just give it to it's obviously just been handed to a boa constrictor and mm. it's horrible <laughs> yeah. and it's so drawn out it's like a minute mm. and a half long of this monkey just like looking at the camera going oh my fucking god I'm gonna die here and then it dies <laughs> it's yeah. like, why am I watching that it's horrible there's, there's, there's no defence for it at all it was uh, I, I, I became uh, well I mean as regular listeners will know I've had a lifelong fascination with all things horror films and stuff and but yeah. these these films that we're talking the film you're talking about now was definitely classed in the sort of I will never get to see that film it will never be available but then VHS home video boom happened before the censors realised that they needed to censor home video as well as cinema releases because that's why you got video nasties um, because they weren't Mm. subject to that until they were all on high street so you could go and hire slave of the cannibal god and watch it with your pals Mm. because they had no age restriction on it and then the age restrictions came in of course and but a big feature of those Italian gut crunchers was that and it's the bit that would be cut out but they'd also cut there'd be a lot of other cuts as well which you know and there was a big debate then about who who decides what you should watch and and um, certainly the animal stuff I've never seen anyone give a defence for that and you're absolutely right with the David Attenborough analogy except David Attenborough is it's educational it's not and these animal well and it's uh, not it's I don't think he's feeding animals to other animals either I think no. As a, as a kid, you always sat natural. there going, "Stop it! Why isn't the cameraman stopping this?" Whereas in the <laughs> yeah. Itali- in these Italian horror movies, they set it up so that the monkey would yeah. fly into the the snake's mouth. You know, they, they'd, yeah. they'd they'd have a mechanism or something to to, to allow that. It, they're just the crap but it's like it's horrible it's what makes you it's when you rub a neck an accident on the motorway. It's sort of fascinating in its own thing I, there was a really good book called Killing for Culture all about this mm. sort of thing If you, I think you can get it on eBay I bet it's out of print now but a really good sort of so it's someone's PhD Ed it's someone's PhD no doubt I, 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 I see you threading that seed of anxiety thank you <laughs> you don't want to be watching shite like this mate when you've got enough pressure on that's what I'm thinking Hey, well, it, it made it gave me horrible flashbacks to yeah. the most distressing movie I think I've ever seen. That's not intentionally distressing, right? This is not a horror film. This is a kids' movie mm. that was massively popular in Japan in the eighties and won awards. Right. And me and Kate, I can't remember why we watched it. It was either on TV or we had like love film and, and we just randomly yeah. selected it. And I'm so I don't we, I don't think we had kids I can't remember if we had kids at the time or not they certainly didn't watch it with us and it's called The Adventures of Milo and Otis have you heard of this movie I've heard of that but I don't know what it is at all it's so it's narrated it's it's a it's a it's two 
animals on an adventure, right? So there's not there's not really any humans in it. It's just animals. And you you mm. think of the ones that have been done more recently, where the, they kind of CGI them talking and stuff. It's yeah. that kind of thing, right? Mm. But it's from 1986, so there's no CGI or anything. It's it's just like voiceover. And the guy who does the voiceover is Dudley Moore. <laughs> so you're like you're watching the first 15 minutes. You go, oh, this has this has respectability it's got yeah. Dudley Moore doing the voiceover so you stick with it right yeah and as the film progressed these animals get themselves in really precarious situations and stuff and you're watching it going did they actually just kill an animal to film that scene because there's no way an animal would survive that oh, and it's no. it's done as like comedic so like there's this scene where I don't want to go into too much detail but there's a scene where you see a cat basically just jump off a cliff and you're like that looks like a real cat and was it? there's no way that cat would live was it? and when you read about the film it's like hideously notorious for its animal cruelty yeah they just oh my god they're reporting that people just they just got through loads of cats and dogs filming this thing because they were just willy nilly assassinating yeah, you know that some listeners to this podcast are now wondering what the title of the film is again so they can come seek it out oh no don't seek it out no uh, so I'm really, it? Uh, uh, what was it called they're alleged of killing more than 20 really cats oh, while oh filming this God. it's so bad oh no that's um, horrid what yeah, was it called but it, but Milo and Otis shocking I remember to me is, is that it's got it had like a normal widescreen yeah. release and Dudley Moore does the voiceover it's it's like almost a Disney approval yeah oh my god <laughs> and you just watch it yeah, and then like the blood is draining from your face when slow like you start off going oh this is a lovely cutesy film oh, I'm, <laughs> I, I kind of like it. oh it's sweet and then yeah it, you just start realising what's going on and then it's just Oh, God. Yeah, no. That, so that it reminded sounds... me of that film, and I don't want to talk any more about that film. But that, yeah. So yeah. let's let's get slightly back more on onto safer ground. But Ursula um, Andress, Ursula Andress, then she. I mean, yeah, she. So was, she's in this film. She yeah. doesn't have. She doesn't say much in any kind of compelling way either. Um, I mean, it's it's all right. It's 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 entertaining for the most part if you skip the weird animal bits um, <laughs> those bits they probably didn't even know those bits were in it that's the thing with these films because it's oh, also got so, so right yeah. it's also got Stacey Keach in it it's like when um, when they made Caligula that famous um, I, I can't remember if we've talked about this before Malcolm McDowell is Cal- Caligula and it had Sir John Gielgud Helen Mirren just this cast of brilliant Shakespearean actors mm. and then they just intercut it with loads of pornography and <laughs> it was um, yeah Caligula I, I had to check I had to watch it five times to check that story no especially but, um, it's, 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 it's hilarious in scenes many times yeah, yeah it's hilarious because uh, <laughs> if you get I'm sure on YouTube you can get a Malcolm McDowell interviewed about it because he's hilarious about it all because they had no idea they knew it was going to be on edgy and violent you know but it was the 70s a lot of films were edgy and violent wow. <laughs> but the, I can't but, imagine Dudley Moore ever watched Milo and Otis I think he just sat in a studio did the voiceover and went that was an easy day's work yeah yeah <laughs> funnily enough yeah funnily enough. so those things would often be you know we can't blame Ursula Andress yeah. for um, a monkey oh no, no not, not at all I, a monkey you know it's 
if you enjoy sort of slightly dodgy 70s and 80s horror it's it's all right you know it's yeah. not so bad and i i can't i can't enjoy it after all i've said about it saying i enjoyed it is probably too strong hmm. um but what's quite nice about it is it's quite authentic because they film it in sri lanka so it doesn't hmm. feel like you know i was talking about um nightbreed and how every scene feels like the 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 styrofoam walls are going to yeah. fall down and stuff it's yeah it, it feels way better than that in terms of yeah. this kind of um, atmosphere building and stuff. Um, and this has got some pretty creepy moments in it. The, the, mm. the masks that they wear are pretty hideous and, and scary. Um, if you, I mean, I there's a film I, I there's a there's a do you know Eli Roth who who mm. made um, oh, I can't remember Cabin Fever and what's that one where Hostel and, and stuff Hostel, like that he's one of yeah. Quentin Tarantino's mates he tried to do a homage to the Cannibal movie with a film called The Green Inferno which is oh, on right. Prime and when I watched that I thought yeah he loved these films he loved them and I quite there's something about the Cannibal movie animal horrible stuff aside there's something really nihilistic about the whole thing about it's just the end of the world when you're mm. being chased through a jungle by people who want to eat you. A bit like, <laughs> bit like how you looked earlier when you, the screen froze, <laughs> you know. So I, I quite like that. Um, but um, the films, are, there's some very troublesome moments in, in some of those films. But the point is, she's a Bond, as they call them, a Bond girl. Yeah, so, so the wider picture here is that, like, that, I don't... I mean, she's she's still around, but I suspect she's not listening to small time podcasts like ours. That felt felt like a bit of a fall from grace hmm. from Doctor No. Um, and I read out the titles of the other films. It hmm. it it felt like a bit of a segue. <laughs> from, yeah, yeah. From sort of mainstream blockbuster films in, in, that um, kind of launched. I think it launched a career, didn't it? I think she just exploded. Sure. I think her and Sean, um, Sean Connery, yeah. the both of them were launched by Doctor No. I mean, yeah. Sean Connery been around a bit, obviously. Um, I don't know what Ursula Andress's background was at all. I imagine she was a model or something. I don't know. So, so it got me thinking. Right, what what happens to Bond girls? So I went down a mm. bit of a rabbit hole because uh, because in my head I, I had that myth of it ruins their careers um, and it seems I'm not the only one with that myth because apparently when I was doing my I don't call it research but research um, when they relaunched Bond with Goldeneye mm. they really struggled to cast the Bond girls because yeah. people didn't want to get near it because they had this this yeah. idea that, that, that it just wrecks your career but when you look at some of the more recent bongles, they've had bloody cracking... Cr- I mean, a lot of them were stars before anyway. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you had Terry Hatcher, um, mm. Michelle uh, Yeo, mm. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Mm. She's brilliant. She's in the new Star Trek stuff. That was great. Ah, yeah. um, Halle Berry, Rosamund yeah. Pike, Eva Green. You know, these people are in... They're great actors, aren't Monica they? Bellucci's in the latest. Oh, yeah. Ones, yeah. She, she, I mean, she is great. And they're great actors in their own right. I mean, may I tell you about the two I've accidentally yes, connected to from from this? Um, the the director of Slave of the Cannibal God is <laughs> the legendary <laughs> C. 
Sergio Martino, who, if you Google him, he's done one or two films in his time, shall we say. He's got one of those filmographies where each film has seven titles. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And uh, if someone says, oh, we need a war film, he'll just cobble cobble a war film together out of six other films and then just get Klaus Kinski and probably Ursula Andress in just to shoot a couple of scenes. Um, But the one I was thinking about was um, uh, Barbara Bach. And Barbara Bach, you see, was in a film for Sergio Martino. She was also in The Spy Who Loved Me, which was the first Bond film I saw at the cinema when I was a kid. I think it's 1977. So I was only a little boy. But Barbara Bach was the Bond girl in that. And she went on to be in a film, which is one of my favourite titles of all time, uh, directed by Sergio Martino, who made Slave of the Cannibal God. Island... Of the Fishmen. Now, that's a film you want to see. Now, if you put that into Google Images, I don't know what will come up, so don't try it with kids watching. But um, you get, like, some brilliant... It's basically men in monster suits running around. Wow. It's, it's just ace. And she also was in Force 10 from Navarone, which I've talked about before. She was also in a film called The Humanoid uh, with Richard Keel. Jaws in the Bond films. Yes, we have. And I'm just seeing it. It's like a family web, a family tree coming (laughs) together. And then she met Ringo Starr, married him, and was in his film Caveman, which is a great, great camp diner. You want to check it out. I think that'll be streaming somewhere. Caveman. It's just daft. But if you want to see. Ringo Starr on a dopey dickless or something you will proper fill your boots it's got that brilliant stop motion animation Ray Harryhausen style you know oh, but we're, we're like green dinosaurs with smiles on their faces and stuff it's just brilliant and it's the other Dennis action, Quaid in it hasn't it yeah 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 Dennis Quaid in an early role um, and the the thing that that, that, that that led me to was um, Island of the Fishmen with Barbara Bach is actually typical Sergio Martino it's a cash in on a bigger movie do you know like we have the sci-fi channel now doing um, you know uh, rip offs of the big films there was a big film out in the, the late 70s called The Island of Dr Moreau yeah. um, with Michael York in it and um, he made he um, he was ripping that off but the actress in that was an actress called Barbara Carrera. And Barbara Carrera was the Bond girl in the only unofficial James Bond film featuring the character James Bond, Never Say Never Again. So it all links together. And didn't that launch the career of um, Kim Bassinger? Yeah, she's in that, and Rowan Atkinson. Is Rowan Atkinson in it? Yeah, he falls into a swimming pool in a hilarious (laughs) moment. (laughs) Quite hard film to get hold of, never say never again, film fans. If you've got that on DVD, hang on to it. It's worth a few I like quid. the theme tune to that. It was made by, was it made by Fox or something? It was a different distributor, I don't know, wasn't it? can't remember. I think it was good, actually. It's a remake of Thunderball, which is in yeah. itself a brill film. So there is um, a bit of a spider's web of Bond girls just there. And I suppose... Well. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want? Go I've on. got a, a very brief quiz for it. Well, it's a single question <laughs> for you. Go on, Can man. you name the 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 actress who's been in more than two Lois Maxwell Bond films? Lois Maxwell. 
Lois Maxwell. Yeah, I don't have it as Lois Maxwell. She's um, she? Miss Money Penny. Oh, but you're counting those as Bond girls, though. I don't know. I suppose she's... you could. I don't know. Did you? Oh, right. Is it Maud Adams? Yeah. So Maud Adams. She's in Octopussy. Been scene, she? In two. Mm. I thought she'd been in two. Right? right. She's been. She was in Octopussy mm. as Octopussy, which is the mm. funniest name <laughs> going. Yeah. Can I just go through a couple of these? Actually, Holly Goodhead. Yeah. It's a character name. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy galore. <laughs> Pussy galore, quite. I think that's probably the pinnacle, isn't it? It is. Uh, <laughs> um, but she was also in another one, a little mm. bit earlier. She was in The Man with the Golden Gun. Ah, right. Right, as the main Bond girl. So she's been the main Bond girl, mm. Bond girl in two films, as two different characters, and one she's got a different colour hair in both as well. Mm. But she's also got a cameo in um, A View to a Kill she, she just appears in one scene and doesn't say anything. she's like an extra in the background or something. oh right but they, I didn't know they kind of planted her in there I don't really know why maybe just just for podcast oh, trivia right. yeah she's, so technically she's been in three different Bond movies so I think go. I think we can't move on without just mentioning one more Bond girl and that's Jane Seymour in Live and Let Die well she, she's the the complete she, counter argument to yeah ruining She's your d- career isn't yeah <laughs> in the words of an early years teacher to me after I'd taught an early years lesson she said you've done very well that's that's what I want to say to Jane Seymour <laughs> you know since live and let D you've done really well and she still look. I mean fair play to her she still looks about 40 <laughs> you know and if you think about it she must be about 70 something now yeah yeah well, it was one of her first roles, the Bond Was it? Have you girl. checked? Yeah. Checked I'm looking it. at it now. Yeah. She's done oh, about yeah. four films before. Yeah. One of which was called The Best Pair of Legs in the Business. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 70s. Indeed. Um, yeah. And then went on to... Well, I don't think we need to list... She's done loads, hasn't she? Fair play. She's insanely... Um, Fair play. ...prolific and, and high profile. So. You're not going to be able to get her to look after your house when you're on holiday because she's so busy. Quite, isn't she? Quite, absolutely. And I don't so, think she's getting duped into any animal cruelty horror films. No, I, I, it's left a bad taste in the mouth, all of that. Um, <laughs> having said that, though, I could probably talk for another nine hours about that sort of stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, um, about half of your DVD collection falls into I've that got, genre. I've got, sle- I've got The Man from Deep River is, the, is the, the one that started them all off, where this fella, he gets, he gets lost in the jungle and they, they make, it's basically a rip-off, again, of a big blockbuster called A Man Called Horse, which had Richard Harris getting sort of becoming um, a Native American uh, he has to go through all the rituals and the rites and that's what happens in The Man from Deep River uh, it's a cannibal movie uh, but the cannibalism is sort of an aside you know anyway th- there's loads of all that the thing we want we just need to set some homework again just reiterate the homework I guess we're focusing on this idea of the bonds we've we've covered quite a few then um, and we're focusing on life after Bond, aren't we? Because could we stretch yeah. this out to some of the Bond villains as well? Because there's been some corkers, haven't there? Yeah, absolutely. I think just just post Bond roles for for yeah. people who were obviously in Bond. So um, unlike Ed, you know how to get in touch with us. 
it's the crap <laughs> on Twitter it's the crap film podcast or just find our page you'll find us if you put slightly crap film podcast you'll find us out there just get in touch and let us know and if you are stuck just get in touch with Ed's professional account and, and inundate him <laughs> with stuff about animal cruelty and um, cannibals and Ursula Andress if you can send Ed lots of Ursula Andress images that would be really good well I wouldn't mind that at all (laughs) fair play mate fair play well that's it that's that's us I reckon have you got any any other business no no I think we're done that's another one in the can another one in the can and listen folks thanks very very much thanks a lot for listening for downloading for sharing for subscribing tell your pals will you we love doing this and it'd be a shame if we had to send Ed back down the pit again (laughs) take care see you the slightly crap film podcast was brought to you by Hal Roberts and me Ed Southall in partnership with our wonderful sponsors Freaky Frank's Fungal Foot Powder and Simon's Fish Bazaar where every fish is an awkward surprise find us on Facebook at crap film podcast and then do it all over again on Twitter at crap film podcast because you can never get enough of a crap thing